Hey, this is Matteo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. Rachel's Thank coming out so in a much. second. Hi, how's everyone doing? You guys look so good. Thank we you can for just being hold here. it. They keep saying it's a panel, but we're like, let's be honest. Yes. It's just. Also, I want Rachel to sit here, so I'm going to sit right there. You think she's sitting between us? Yeah. Emma's nervous. Oh. Uh, is this, do I sound okay or do I sound like. You sound great. Thanks. Um, you guys, just so we can contextualize it, clap if you listen to the podcast. Oh, great. Oh my God, okay. really? Thank you so much. That many people? Excellent. Wow, you guys are so nice. Emma and I literally thought we're like, well, no one's going to come. So we appreciate so it. So we appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate all of you guys coming. Um, yeah. Who here actually lives in L.A.? Oh. Oh, so many. Great. Now I'm just asking questions no one gives a shit about. All right. Um, well. Emma, I've never seen you. Does my mic sound okay or does I sound It sounds good. Should I grab the other one? Yeah. It sounds yeah, yeah. good. It sounds a little hot. Is this better? My fucking loud ass <laughs> Italian Is voice. Is it worse? Or do you do anything with these or are you just giving the eulogy? Okay, yeah, work, thanks. Oh, and I've never had an uh, interpreter before. Thank you for being, you know, interpreting. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you so much. I know thank how to you. say, how are you, and then fine, and then this is Italian. Oh, this feels like an ADD booby trap. It is. Um, all right, well, I mean, since you guys I'm going to say all kind of weird sexual shit. I want to wait till the sound per gets usual. good. Per usual. Did you guys listen to the episode where I talked about the pause porn? Okay, all right. Okay. Oh, Emma. Okay. Oh, God. Emma, why are we opening with this? Well, so since I've been in L.A., uh, I started, the art therapist and I broke up, and I've been going on dates with someone who's a makeup artist, and she did my makeup, and I'm really happy with how I look, but I feel like I also look like Mateo's security. Yeah. A little bit. So I've been going, don't touch the butt. I've been... You know. But then that means I just hired, like, a lesbian security. <laughs> like, do they have that as Back a service? Off. Yeah. I'm trying to see if this will, hold on a second. There. All right. Sorry. This is really a mess. Um, How, um, why don't I, we just bring up our guests? Because. Well, let me the, ask you one question real quick. Yeah. How was your date last night? Um, it was fine. It was just like a dinner date. So like we went and had dinner and I forced us to go to an Italian restaurant. Shock. And um, he was like, you know, all like, I'm on a diet, but he ate. Pasta. How did it, how did that feel for him to say he's on a diet on a date? Was it cool or? It's, it's gay. It was fine. It was All in right. West Hollywood. <laughs> That's what I expected. I wouldn't expect anyone to be like, ooh, pizza. Hey guys, welcome. Yes, thank you for coming to the yeah. show. Yeah, it just ended. We just like kind of kissed and then I went to bed. What do you mean, kind of kissed? Like we just like good night. I was like a th fourteen year old girl, like <laughs> excited, but right. It just was like a fun date. It wasn't like a big deal. And I then did think. you text? Have you texted yet? Yeah, just like hi, how are you? Oh, nice, cool. I know. And I then I have a friend of a long time in New York who's texting me his dick, and he's like, but we're just friends. I was like, I don't think you know how friends work. Right. <laughs> he's a really hospitable I, friend. Yeah, I was like, I don't even know what that means. I was like, yeah, we're, f okay. Being like, single's wild. Texting the dick, like, like jacking off? No, just like a, like a hard dick. His hard dick. Yeah, good, with, good. like, pretty good lighting. Nice. Oh, good. That's very important. You know, you yeah. can have that lighting. Get a nice big dick. I, yeah. yeah. It's good. It's a good dick. Mm-hmm. Balls and he, he's really hot and great, and we kind of have this like thing for each other, but who knows what's gonna happen. Where's were his balls in the picture? Um, Patty, where the hell are you going? <laughs> I'm so pro balls recently. Oh, Monet has to pee. Oh, god, all right. You guys know Patty from the podcast. Give it up for Patty. Hi, Patty. Patty, are you coming back? Is Monet coming? Okay, work. Tell Monet I said to hurry up. Okay. Um, were, the ball, coming. were there balls in the picture? Uh, do you want me to check? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. There were. I mean, because I've been thinking, I've been, I'm so pro balls recently because I've been hearing like people be like, ew, balls. It's become like socially acceptable for people to be like, ew, balls are gross. I'm like, well, maybe you're looking at the wrong balls. Like, Does anyone I here like, agree balls are gross? Yeah. Well, you guys are queer. Queer people are like, mm. But the problem is straight guys are like, yeah, they're pretty gross. But I would hope straight if I were- Straight guys love balls more than anyone. If I were a straight girl, I hope I'd be like, yeah, give me those goddamn balls, you know? You gotta be a considerate lover, but- Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, here's Max and Andres. What do you guys think of balls? Well, we'll talk in a minute. All right, so, Pro. all right, we should bring on our guest. Yes, we should, and I'm so excited. She's so incredible. She's, I am trying not to, you know, I, I just think she's like just so great. Singing, 
dancing, acting, writing, producing, acting, all of these things. They film Crazy Ex-Girlfriend at the same time that they write it and the dancing. Fuck. That's incredible. I mean, Fuck. like, I'm barely walking around, you know, I'm, like, bumping into stuff. It's, yeah. just like, <laughs> it's just, like, it's an absolutely amazing thing. I get, like, yeah, I just think it's just amazing. So, without any further ado, please welcome our buddy, Rachel Bloom. Rachel Bloom, everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi, Rachel. Uh, I'm holding a cunt fan. <laughs> Not a fan for the cunt, but a fan that says cunt. Out. <laughs> it's great. It's my favorite thing. Wait, you have to show, show us how you well, open I've close it. So, so the choreographer of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend yes. is here. Boom. My guest, Catherine Burns. Woo! Yes. So she's been coaching me on how to, how to properly fan. So I think I got it, Kat. I'm going to do it in front of an audience. Let's see this. That's really hard. <laughs> I believe in you 100%. Ready? And work. Oh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just learned that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this whole thing. I <laughs> did. I did. I just learned it. <laughs> and your jacket is fabulous. Thank you so from? much. This was a jacket that I was going to wear on the show and then I didn't end up wearing. Half my, oh. anything good in my wardrobe is something that someone else picked out for me. Totally. And I claim credit for it. 100%, It's yes. a complete cheat. We talking about balls? I was yeah, we are about talking balls. about balls. Oh, am I blowing out this, is this mic, by the way? Like, am I too loud? No, we just decided that the mic doesn't sound good, but at okay, some right. point, someone's going to fix it. I've often been told that I'm Talk too closer much. to it? I think that's a worse idea. Oh, hello, hi. Hello, Dolly. Okay. <laughs> we also, should I be here, or should I be and here? And we have an interpreter. We, yeah. For the deaf. Um, so what? Okay, what do you think of balls? I'm fascinated by balls because there's nothing on my body that's like balls. Yeah. The only thing that's on my body that's like balls is my tits. Yeah. And your tits are not like balls. Well, no well, way. Emma, do you think that urine's stored in the tits too, or? No, but she has like big, like yeah, yeah, big they're, boobs. They're like. Because yeah. did you guys see the video with about her boobs? Like there's <laughs> video, you know, I've seen like stuff. With, Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, like, there's, the only thing on my body that's like balls is, is I'm not talking about aesthetically, I'm just talking about, like, Right, like feel. weighted, yeah. It's, it, they're, they're very, like, marshmallowy. Mmm. <laughs> you know? Are balls marshmallowy? I, no, balls are more like um, a sea creature that's starting to harden on the inside. Yeah. No, but it depends what the weather is. That's like, true. I love my husband's balls. Just what? as he comes out of the shower and they're so plump and happy. Yeah. I love that. I love, he gets out of the shower and they're just like, ah, it looks like yes. they're just like exhaling. It's, well, it's so kind of like when we go in a sauna, you're like, oh, that felt great. Yeah. You know, but when it's cold out, you're like, oh, God. It's so nice to hear someone say they like their husband's balls because I hear so many people just complaining about balls. No, I love his balls. Sometimes I'll hold his balls. Not even in like a sexual way. I just, it's comforting to me. Yeah, just let him know. <laughs> I guess I've never really been comforted by balls before. It's so I mean, tender. They're very like so. paternal, but like in a sexy way, I guess. Like I never yep. cut my dad's balls. Let's be clear. Right. <laughs> it's very paternal, paternal was not the right. But like there's just Reminds nothing. Reminds of your dad. And also like they're like, I love that like, you can like pull on the skin and make them dance. It does look like you're kneading Whoa. dough, which I love. <laughs> Sometimes I'll I'll knead them like pizza dough. That feels like a advanced sexual move. Like your partner has to trust you. I'm very conventional with sex. I'm very conventional with the balls. It's when we're just cuddling that I like to wow. really like test the limits. Damn. Do you think, is he fascinated wow. by how fascinated you are with his balls, uh, or to him it's just like ah there they are, go for they it. Taller. You know, I think any time a woman touches. His junk, he's just like psyched. Happy. Sure. Um, no, but he's he's not like, yeah, he's just tickled by how, because he's like, yeah, they're bald. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> um, when I was straight and gave blowjobs, I would <laughs> I would like lick the balls. First of all, you were never straight, let's well, be honest. When, when did but, you, well, when was this? I had a crazy week last week. No, Emma, just, really, I, <laughs> Emma really loved to give blowjobs in high school. In like high school. Like she worked for them. Yeah. Oh. But and I like would like read all about it, and I remember like I'd be where? like, oh, you gotta like lick the top of the penis, extra and, like, work the shaft and whatever. Work the shaft. Wait, so in high school? Yeah. So you had pretty advanced Cosmo moves in high school. I was googling. It was like. Don't you hate? I by the way, let me just say this: Cosmopolitan, where it's like twelve ways to make your man wild, and it's like it's just one. Stick your mouth on there. Yeah, like enough right. of this like. Eat ice, and then your mouth will be cold, and then if I was like getting a blowjob, I'm also like it's freezing. Like I, 
<laughs> Sounds like the worst idea in the world. Like maybe eat like chili or I would rather chili. I've d I, I did the ice Then move. ice, but please. One time I put, because also Icy Hot is, I, when I was like. Wait, what? I put Icy Hot not in a guy after I like came out. I was, what? I used to sometimes put Icy Hot like, but just like a little dab right above like the person's clit, not on the clit, but just a little bit. And that would be fine. And then one time I put it too much and all of a sudden she was like, ah, and we were in a hotel room and I took a washcloth and was trying to get it off and it made it worse. I know. Emma, where did you read to put Icy Hot on a woman's clit? I thought it was a thing. This makes actual sense because a lot of the stuff that's like tingling lube is basically <laughs> yeah. Icy Hot. And, and I hooked up with a guy in college who that was the only lube he had. It was Icy Hot? No, 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 no. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, tingly, tingly, tingly. Well, one no, time like my cousin tingly, Brian like used soap, so <laughs> oh. he used shampoo. Or no, tanner, self-tanner. That oh. got worse. That's oh insane. Terrible. But yeah, I we used I used a ton of that cooling or no, it was warming lubricant, right? Which a pussy's already warm. Sure. Uh, you don't need to make it warmer. Uh, and I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't walk straight for for a week. I was swollen. Really? Very sensitive. You know, it's a sensitive thing. It's a sensitive like, thing. Like yeah. drag queens will say like, oh, I want to be fishy as fuck. But like, if you're fishy as fuck in reality, that's an infection. What's fishy? <laughs> <laughs> if your vagina smells strongly of fish, you need to go to a doctor. Absolutely. There's, an, there's a quaint, you know, there's a faint smell of fish. I mean, everyone's different. You know, there's a kind of soy sauce, umami, general mm -hmm. feel of the sea sometimes. I am learning so much. Yeah. I had an infection on Crazy X. The no. first season, yes. This you got an so infection in your vagina? I didn't know what it was. It was like right, I, it was like very, one of the first two episodes. And it was so embarrassing because I didn't know what it was. And so I got the stuff, you know, you like put it inside you and then it like, it Monos all comes monostat. You have monostat. to wear like a pad with it, and it comes out. Yeah. Yes. Wait. So you had what kind of infection did you have? Like whatever uh, I thought I had. Urinary tract. I thought it was urinary tract, and then infection? it wasn't that. Wait, but monostat's for a yeast infection. I fucked up. Because <laughs> I didn't go to the. Wait, but you're you're with vaginas all the time. I didn't, but it was I got confused because <laughs> I was just trying to pretend that it wasn't happening. So like I was doing, I was putting a tampon in tea tree oil and then putting it inside myself. What? I know, I know, I know. What? <laughs> Emma, what? Yeah. I was taking yogurt. Because I just Who wanted to focus. you this? I just, I just wanted to focus on the show. And so, so you put tea tree oil yeah, on your This tampon? is during the first episode. Wait, wait, what was happening? Like, if I may, I'm not a doctor, but I think I am. It, um, was uh, it like, was there an odor? Was There, there was an odor, it was itchy. Was there cottage cheesy stuff happening? Towards the end, yeah. Okay. Yeast infection? Yeah, I think that's a yeast infection. I think it was too. So monostat is not for that. No, that is. That monostat is. Monostat is for that. Well, it didn't work not though. Tea tree. <laughs> the, I forget what I thought the tea tree. And then I took yogurt and I was like putting yogurt all over myself. They do tell you to do that. No, no, and they garlic. do. You can sometimes do like a yogurt applicator. Yeah. But on top of the, the tea tree oil and the monostat. If you're using like monostat, you we also we literally had an episode about this where Rebecca has a yeast infection and tries to overcorrect and then she gives herself. Oh, that's funny. A bacterial infection. Emma looks I didn't see you that. You were. One. Were you in that episode? She no, been. no, you weren't in that episode. Uh, I guess you should have been. I should, because but I, when I did the monostat, I did it the three days, and then it didn't work. So I had to go to like a walk-in clinic and then get another like antibiotic or something. What did the doctor say? They were like, you have uh, whatever you're crazy. it was. Uh, you, you... I didn't tell them all the stuff I've been doing on the side. <laughs> I wasn't like I didn't say you know like I you know been bathing in yogurt or but anything Emma, like that. You're supposed to tell your doctor in case well, one of those walk-in clinic in L.A. But what was embarrassing in relation to the show was I got some of the monostat stuff on one, some of the pants. Oh. And but then I was so embarrassed they're, because they're, they're used to that. Yeah, that's what my, I was so embarrassed though. Like I was oh. like listening to like Sarah McLaughlin and like staring out the window. Well, that's what lesbians do so that just in general. So the, it's no different. The things that wardrobe see. I mean, towards so. So in filming the last episode, I got very sick. Mm. And I took an antibiotic, I think, when I maybe shouldn't have. It was, I basically <laughs> had an antibiotic, and then I ate tacos. Oh, boy. And Party time. And I went and I took a nap, and I get out of uh, napping, and I'm walking to the bath. Or no, I'm sorry, I'm in, I had like a little nap room, and I'm asleep, and I fart, but I shart. Oh, no. And I, I literally had to be on set. They were like, Rachel, we need you. And so, like, I'm trying to clean shit out of, <sighs> like, my costume pants. The life and times. And The show must go on. And they were like, Rachel, we really need you. We really need you. And, uh, Do you? And I was like, just a minute. And I, <laughs> and I went, someone get Tommy. Someone get Tommy. Tommy Marquez, who was my dresser, who right. is literally in the live special. Anyway, 
I fold it up, and I and he comes and he goes, "What's wrong?" And I go, "Tommy, I um, I need some new underpants, some some new pants. I need these washed. Please don't ask me any questions." <laughs> and he went, "Got it." Right, like Just, a professional. You, there, the number of times there's probably been like monostat and shit right. and period blood. Like they're used to, it's disgusting. Well, because also it was like it must have been one of the, it must. I think it was the first episode because Gabrielle and I had a kissing scene in it too. So then I didn't want them to think that I like got like super like wet from kissing, like so wet that I like. That's what I was thinking. Emma, you, your thought process on everything wow. blows my yeah, mind. Yeah, I was really. I like couldn't make eye contact with them for a little bit. I just, I, I you just. Yeah, I'm, I started seeing a therapist. Yeah. Like, That's not the art therapist, it. like an actual therapist. That's yeah, what's yeah. great about being like, like having a vagina on set though is like, you don't have to worry about boners. It's like your true. secret pleasure. Right. <laughs> no one will know. I remember, true. But I never That's thought true. about costumes. Not, I'm not saying that I did. Right. I'm everyone's boss. That yes. would be very inappropriate mm -hmm. for me to comment on that. But I'm just saying, theoretically, if my body got tricked into being horny from any given love scene, I never thought about costumes. Right. So they know the who turns you on. Oh, right. Shit. Yeah, but do you think that costume people are just like every night those like like you know two costumes like up, oh, looks who got turned on today like <laughs> right. wet, just like going through like woo that Rachel she's real horny you know. And also then Emma, to go I don't know what the hell's happened to Emma. Was, Cause yeah, cause it was like to go through the underwear to like get that much like creamy shit. On yeah. the, yeah, I would love the, it though, it Emma. If like the costume people came to you and they're like, Emma, can we talk to you? And you're yeah. like, Oh, is sure. everything okay? What is it? Yeah, um, we, uh, we, you need to see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's so Fair much. Enough. There's like a cauldron happening in your, like a, a newt's eye happening yes. in your pants. I, so this is a little bit of a switch. So I was googling around. I don't know how I never saw that this thing you had done before. The song you did on Bill Nye the Science Guy. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, you had a, your line about the flashlight in it. I wrote it down. What it was, was it? a very, very dirty song. I didn't. I didn't write the song. I came on and did a guest on it, and it was the type of thing where I, I'm saying I was so excited to be there, and I like love and I love the message of that song. I did that song, and like um, the conservative uh, conservatives blasted me for it. They went. They were because it came so out in 2017. Mean and like I have varying thoughts on my performance in that song, which is a whole different thing. The song was, was progressive. It was incredible. It's very progressive. I also think I just don't sound good on it because I. Um, it's a pop song that they didn't auto-tune, and then also mm. I was doing it while I was filming Crazy X, and I'm not a good dancer uh, in the song. Anyway, but it was, uh, point is, it was my first experience with public shaming actually doing that song. Really? It was really horrible. What kind of things did people say to you? Oh, it was like, and the thing is, I did it eight months before, and so it came out one day, and I didn't realize it was coming out, and... I got online, and there was a conservative blogger that said, how Rachel Bloom and Bill blogger. Nye ruined comedy, science, Jesus Christ. and music. I mean, it was bad. Jesus Christ. It was bad. It was bad. There was a, um, there was a, yeah, and like, it's weird because like, when you're blasted for something that you didn't write, right. and like, you're, you kind of don't remember filming it, and like, it's one of those things, you, as a performer, you do so many things where you're like, ah, maybe that wasn't my best performance, but like, that's okay, like, Moving they'll edit on. it or whatever, and, um, so it, it's weird to have so many mixed feelings about something over which you have no control and you're getting like blasted for. And I hope um, you didn't apologize. What? No. Good. No, no, Good. no, 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 no. And I completely stand by the message of that Good. song, which is gender awesome. is a spectrum and, and, and the episode's all about the sexual spectrum. No, 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 Bravo. I never apologize. No, but it was just like they literally, someone, um, it was bad. It was constant harassment on every social media mm. platform. You're terrible. You're disgusting. There was also a lot of... Um, so because I'm Jewish, there's this whole thing that the conservative right thinks that all Jews are pedophiles. What? I haven't even and heard that one. Because Where do they get that from? And because like Bill Nye technically even is though a Catholics like, are like out the window, like it's us. I know. So yeah. <laughs> it was like it was like a really scary bad thing. I I actually like still get like a little ashamed talking about it because to get that much hate for something and people being like you're not talented, we all fear like of course. we're not talented. Totally. And it like is something that like still kind of like emotionally affects me. But, totally. but so it was like constant harassment. It, so anyway, they were like, oh, this is like a children's show, which it wasn't. 
and you're singing about like really sexual stuff because um, it was a very graphic song. Um, and then I have a song from like eight years ago called You Can Touch My Boobies, which is like a sexy song in the mind of like a prepubescent boy, which was based on my own erotic diary entries when right. I was 13. Um, but it's really just making fun of what sexuality is like when you're that young. Um, but people saw that and took it very literally. And that video is covered in comments that's like, you're a Jewish pedophile. What the Jews fuck? Jews love touching kids. It's really, it was really, I never experienced that much like anti-Semitism. And then someone Googled my name and found a letter to our local paper that my father had written in 1998. Oh my God. About my how he goes on business trips. And when he goes on business trips, he often doesn't, Take me. It, it was like a, it was a re response to an article about like how do you accommodate children on flights. And my dad was like, "Well, this is why when you travel with a child, you you have to make it a specific trip. Like you can't just bring them along. Like you're not traveling with a child." And let me just say this: I agree with your dad 100. Yes. percent Also, kids below the age of 18 should not be allowed in first class. Thank you. There's I also nothing, agree. There is mm -hmm. nothing more degrading than being tired. You're exhausted. You perform for drunks. You walk by first class as a seven year old, just like hey. Mom! And that fucking giant seat. I'm like, you bastard. So how they work my own this? Rage. I'm so, so sorry. Go on. No, no, no. What they did was they were like, Rachel Bloom has daddy issues. Her father was a neglectful parent. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And then they found they found my mother's Instagram and my mother's Facebook. Um, and and they found some stuff that she said and they twisted it and they like harassed my mother. I got like an angry phone call from my mother. Wow, that's um, like a whole other level. It was bad. That's I a mean, whole other it, level. So that's the thing is like there's. And I'm really sensitive. Sure. And I know that I shouldn't be because I'm in an industry where I'm just like, look at me, look at me. And I and I ask for people to comment on how I look. Although, <laughs> totally. You know what, though? Uh, not to show how gay I truly am, but in Let's Barbara Streisand's inside uh, the actor's studio. Listening. Uh, <laughs> she was she was asked a question, and someone asked her a question. And she's, you know, you guys have a lot in common. You're both directing and writing and, mm -hmm. and singing. And someone said, oh, Barbara, you know, all these years you've had such, like, you know, thick skin. You can take it. Like, how'd you grow it? She goes, I actually don't. She goes, I'm actually thin-skinned, but I need thin-skinned to draw on my sensitivity because that's what artists do. So she goes, I don't mind saying I'm thin-skinned. So that helps me sometimes when Absolutely. I'm super sensitive. I'm like, oh, I'm an artist. Yeah, I mean, that vulnerability definitely helps, and I think it was very weird to be shamed for something that I that I was like completely behind the message, but my own performance in, I just wasn't like 100% behind I it. I totally it, know it, what it you mean. It definitely made, like regardless of what anyone thinks about it, I knew that that maybe wasn't my best work. So, so. But they were critiquing something else. They weren't they, critiquing the performance. Exactly. And you're like, yeah, I paused wrong, or I did this, or I did that. But they were critiquing like, goddamn Jews, and that, you know. Yes, yes. And and the thing is, and it, because it's something I didn't write. Right. But you sing it as if you wrote it. Suddenly, because I'd been on the show that I wrote, I wasn't used to being blasted for writing for like standing behind lyrics that weren't my. Own. Yeah, because I didn't realize you hadn't written that. No, 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 and. Because we had just done, before that, we'd done an episode where Paula gets an abortion, and we got shit for that, but that I that I wrote. Right. And so there's a full ownership of it. So that so that was, it taught me a lot. Um, but the experience of being that much publicly shamed, and the thing is, no one liberal noticed. It was all right. me signing on Twitter. When I was off of twi Twitter, it didn't exist. It was just yeah. for a couple days, I would go on Twitter, or Facebook, or Instagram, and have just the worst shit said to me. And it hurts, and it's scary, and there are pictures of me taken around the time because it was right when the writers' room started. Where I'm kind of huddled in the back of the writers' room because I was just ashamed because mm. people were like, "You're terrible," and I was I just felt so much shame. Um, but it was the season all about my character spiraling, mm. <laughs> and so I remember that first week I got a lot of writing done because I was really <laughs> in touch with my own sense of kind of shame and self-hatred, even though, again, like, it wasn't the song. It was just my own personal view of myself, and I wrote some, like, really good shit that week. Holler. <laughs> um, but it's, it's it, it, yeah, I mean, I read the John Ronson book, So You've Been Publicly Shamed, and I think what was interesting is that when people are publicly shaming conservative, liberal, or whatever, it's not about being mean. It's 
the feeling of righteousness. The story mm. that the mob is telling itself is I am doing the righteous thing by shaming you. And I think that's so interesting. It's so interesting and it's so crazy because it makes them, it's so interesting and so crazy and there's a whole other component of it that they're pulling, extracting that Jewish people are pedophiles. Because mm. then that's like, well, where are they even like, where's that even, how do you even begin? Well, that's to, when you start to get into conspiracy theories right. Right. of the, the Jews are... Um, it's like, how are we supposed to get anything done? We got to talk about global warming, and then people are like, "These Jews are pedophiles." And like, where do we? How do we bridge well, this yeah, conversation? Yeah, I think it's because Jews are artists and artists. I thought you were gonna say because Jews are pedophiles, and I was like, Jews "Oh are, my maybe god!" Maybe it's because like, yeah, yeah. So like, when you I go to temple, like you know, <laughs> you fuck a kid, and no, um. Again, the Catholics are like, "We're right what? here." I know. I know. It's, I, it's weird. I don't know. I think, too, like a lot of times, like, you know, Emma, we went through our own version of this. I made a joke on Comedy Central about being sent to gay prison by Mike Pence and was wildly attacked for it. And I was like, God. By gays. I, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm gay. I'm part Mexican. I can talk. I can make light of this joke, how, you know, people are being, like, the threat against the LGBT. Who did you LGBT. get shit from? Oh, every single, like, person. What about gays across the world? And I went to this, and I did that, this, and that. I'm like, all right, you know what? Have we no, have we, there's no irony anymore. So I actually got off Twitter for like a month because yeah. I was like you know what I don't need I'm, I'm in control of only so much in my life like I don't take the joke back because it's fucking funny but also <laughs> the thing too is like I am I am in control of how I'm going to let other people treat me and right. I'm very sensitive so that day I was just like I don't need Twitter I just don't need it what do I need it for what are you gonna go I'm going to go on an app and just see how bad I feel about myself in my own home? No. So I just got rid of it and now I'm back on Twitter but all I do is like say hi I'm performing at this place and I don't check anything. I think it, at, 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 when you get to a certain level and you're at a, you're at a very, a lot of eyes are on you and there's a lot of spotlights on you. People are going to come after you no matter what. You're Jewish so that's it. It doesn't matter what you could cure cancer and yeah. people will be like but she's Jewish. Same with Emma and I. Emma you're, you being gay, me being gay, people will come at it. That's it. Uh, Drew Michael said to me once, when you start, when I started standing, he goes, no matter what you do, you'll be considered inflammatory, no pun intended, the second you walk on stage, because some people have already chosen they don't like you because you're gay. I, I did a show in Massachusetts. I walk on stage and said, hi, I'm obviously gay. That's a stupid joke I make. And this guy stands up and goes, nope, and walked out. <laughs> and I know, and the whole time I was on stage, I was like, what did he think I was going to do for 45 minutes? Like, just anal, you know. Right. But I just want to talk about the Food Network. But, you know, so... <laughs> I, th I think that, you know, it, you have to sort of, for me at least, I'm just trying to watch how I allow myself to feel. And part of it's staying off things like that. Yeah, I actively now, and also as a reaction to other things, and I just think, you know, going on Twitter and Instagram constantly for all of us isn't good because it floods your brain Absolutely. with dopamine and it, and it literally feeds addiction. And I'm so, I am so yeah. addicted to Instagram because it's the quick hit. By and I design. Have to yeah. pull my, right, absolutely by design. I don't have to pull myself away from it and be like, you have to disengage here. And it's yeah. fucked up because Twitter you can post on a laptop. Instagram you can't post from a laptop. Um, and so I try to, I try to take both off my phone as much as I can. Ooh. Uh, Twitter usually isn't even on my phone and then I don't really check mentions because I can't, the people whose opinions I really care about, I can just ask them. Right, right. Um, but, but it's hard because my show is very personal to a lot of people and I don't want to necessarily ignore people, but there is a whole folder on Instagram of unread messages of people I don't follow because some of them are going to be nice, but others are going to be like, you know, I mean, less, less so than it was a couple of years ago, but like, you know, you... You Jewish cunt, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and that's and it, the, the it, it's interesting because like the personal like any like you're not talented stuff almost hurts more than anti-Semitism. Oh, totally. But the anti-Semitism <laughs> is scarier. Totally. Yeah. Well, because if you're not talented, if someone says that to me, if someone says like you're not talented, then I'm like, well, what specific? Like if they're like you're not a good joke writer, I'll be like, true, true. Like for me, then that's like something I can be like, okay, I see where you're coming from, or depending on how I'm feeling in other areas of my life then I'll like focus in on that. Or like a bunch of people were saying I look like a fat Ellen. And I and I and I wasn't in a good headspace when people were saying I look like fat Ellen. So I started engaging with it. Oh. And yeah, you can't it, that engage, wasn't good. By the way, because that's... it was this one fucking guy was like fat Ellen, fat Ellen, fat Ellen, fat Ellen. And then in my mind it got four hundred likes, but it didn't, it got like twelve. But I kept blowing it up in my head. And then I started being like, well just you know Ellen has a trainer and blah blah blah. So at this point things have gone horribly wrong. But that was only because I wasn't in a good headspace. Like, I, and then now, like, if I look back at it, I'm like, I'm much more zen. I wouldn't have been fucking engaging with Fat Ellen guy. You know what I mean? But 
then if someone was like, you fucking faggot, whatever, that I can ignore a little bit easier. But then someone said I was anti-bisexual, and that really hurt my feelings. No, no, she, she said, said that. that she's cra- someone, that she's Fat a, Ellen she's guy. Insane. She's a, she she's tweeted at both of us. We're an- from our Netflix special, she's like, you're both anti-bisexual. I was like, you just want attention. Yeah. I never even, I have a joke where I say, um, this with guy came up to me after my show, and he literally goes, man, you do you talk gay, but you also kind of talk straight. I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, what am I walking around like, hey, girls, let's go shopping for pussy. Like, I, <laughs> and, you know, I mean, if it's on sale, I'll go. But, um, <laughs> so... That was the joke, and then the, she took that, and she was like, you, you hate, I know. And then huh. she came after Emma, too, and I was like, oh, she just wants attention. Like, she, people just want attention. I love, I love bisexuals. No, oh, they make the world go round. Yeah, that's exactly. What does it feel like when, because here's the thing, is the, the Jewish stuff for me is, it's, it's, it, it's like a lot more foreign, and I think a lot less than the bigoted, anti-gay mm. stuff for you guys. I mean, how does that feel? Like, is it... Do you rule it out at this point? Does it emotionally hurt still? Like, what, just online mm. hate. Like, how does that make you feel? Well, online hate for being gay. You know, what hurts me the most is when your peers come after you. Like, yeah. you know, I think sometimes, like, especially like with comedians, I, I don't. I've, I've had very rare issues with comedians. Comedians just care if you're funny. Yeah. That's it. And but I do wonder. But I, there's some homophobia sometimes. Someone be like, oh, someone's getting that. Like, I'll see a lot of now a lot of straight white guys will be like, well, straight white guy, there's nothing for us. Like, you're gay, so then you can get these other things. So that's a form. Of That's a form homophobia in yeah. some mm. way, but I think too, like people talk differently when I'm not around. Like I just know, like I know people are throwing the word faggot around, and I mean they're mm. they're allowed to. I mean I'm not the faggot police, although what a fabulous job with that. Absolutely, be. yeah. <laughs> just walking around like you say faggot, you get a ticket. <laughs> See you later. Those five faggots this week for court. you, fag prison. But um, I do think that <laughs> I'm sure people do talk differently when we're not around. And uh, I mean, it's fine. I've been, but I've been treated respectfully. But online, yeah, you know what I mean? Some people just, it's frustrating because there's so few, at least in the world of male gay comedians, there's so few. Like, mm. like right now, it, I mean, obviously, like Jim David and Mario Cantone and James Adomian, like they've put in the groundwork. And there's a new crop coming up of me, Guy Branham, Joel Kim Booster, Selma Georgia. But it's so unfair because they start comparing us. And then I'll get things where it's like, all you do is talk about being gay. And I'm like, all right, well, there's literally 70 years of stand-up specials where someone's not talking about it. Right. So can I just talk about it for 15 minutes and you just chill the fuck out? Or don't listen. Right. But yeah, and gays will come sad. after me. I don't like you. You're just a gay stereotype. I'm like, yeah, I am. I love Streisand. I love taking it up the ass. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, I'm a stereotype, you piece of shit. It made me start thinking because I'd always be like, I never, I, I think if I wasn't doing comedy, and I'm not totally sure about it now, but I'd be like, I think I'd be even more. You'd be a car salesman. Ma- well, that's the other thing. But I think I'd be like more masculine because I will try to soften it up with stand up. Because I'll be like, oh, like I used to always go, I don't want to look too gay. I don't want to look too gay. Does this look too gay? Or when I would get my hair cut, I'd be like, don't, don't make it too gay. Don't make it too gay. And the hairdresser would be so fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> Because they'd be like, well, what does that mean? I'm like, you know what it means. You know what the fuck it means. Don't do the edges too hard on the side. And they're like, ah. you know. <laughs> like, legally, I can't really respond to this. But <laughs> but I wouldn't want it. You like, know what that means. I'd always be like, is this shirt too gay? Is these shoes too gay? And then someone would be like, you know, it's not the shirt. It's not the shoes. But that, I wouldn't, before I was doing comedy, I was trying to look, like, I would almost try to, like, pass as a, like, a penis man one. And then when I, I've been wait what? Emma, you've like confused a, everyone. What is a penis man? Yeah, because like there's man ones and then there's me, like men with penises. Like, cause they'll be. I'm trying to be like in, more inclusive. Like the penis man one. Oh, I see. You're saying. Uh, do you mean a cis a cis, cis man? Yeah, cis yeah, man. yeah. So cis man. But those. That's so confusing. That cis. Wow. No. Yeah. No wonder why you were confused about the yeast infection. <laughs> oh, I mean. A penis man. Yeah, the Mad penis on. man. Because I'll say I'm a man, but not a penis. So if I was a, pe- I'm not a penis man. Wait. So you, sorry. So you, wait. Emma, so, Emma, <laughs> <laughs> Emma's gender wiggly. Yeah. Right. I've, right. We've talked I've about it before, though, on the show. Though we've talked about like. But I'll back down quick if I'm in front of a bunch of straight people. Say like if I'm in like a place where they're like, "What are you? I'll, I'll be okay." Saying I'll be like, "I'm a girl." What? But, but you, you should say girl. what you are. I'm just a little baby girl. But I love you know. how, I, while you're wearing like a welder's apron. But I yeah. feel like right. <laughs> a baby I'm just a little innocent. But baby Emma, girl. you should just say whatever. Like if you say gender gender wiggly, yeah. then you should just say gender wiggly. Who are you trying to impress? At, uh, who? We all say gender wiggly, but 
also, but penis man one is easier than cis man. Because cis man, a cis man, I don't know. But cis man is a term people say. No one right. says penis man. I know, that's the problem. I'm trying to if make you're, it, take, it Like if someone's saying penis man, that is a child who's getting abused. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. I know that. Like that's penis like man, man is like point on the doll. What happened that's next? Right. It's like the man with the penis. And then the penis man walked up to me. Oh, like God. That's, Oh God! Now my penis man is is usually wearing a white collar. Um, I'm gonna be having nightmares. I think a third but time that's a what charm. I say. Penis, yeah, the penis man, you know. Oh, we were, yeah, we were. Where just, were we even going with this? I love that. We uh, oh, oh, you you want to look theoretically like a yeah, tran I, I a trans it, man, right? If I didn't, yeah, if I, I wasn't doing comedy before when I was in college, towards the end of it, I was really like try, I was like really playing around with that. And then I dated some people where I would like want them to use male pronouns when we would have sex. But then I switched back, you know, and now I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but now I'm pretty much down for what, now I'm like pretty like down for whatever. But I, for, but it also with, with, well, no, I'm totally down for whatever. I wouldn't be with another man one. No, that's no, not another one. penis man. No penis man, no, no man one Emma women. Emma said if she had I, sex with a man, it had to be like a twink bottom who put his, this is what she, this is yeah. Emma's. Emma said it had to be a twink bottom, real gay, and then like like tied tied up and then with TV screens all around showing Emma saying, you're the man. No, no. <laughs> that's I'm the king. You, that was your fan. Yeah, it like it'd have to be ago. like your a real faggy little guy, and I would just see the ass, and I'd want a skirt flipped up, and I would come in and just skirt. fuck him. With What's a strap on. Why? The Wait, the TV screens. Yeah. It, it was just fantasy. It was just a fantasy. But it's you on the screens? No, no, I'm not that sick. That would be really, they would, I would want like porn of women like oh. moaning all around me. But you said yeah. you wanted them chanting to you. Well, I, I was, yeah. <laughs> I, but, I mean, the, the, it got exaggerated as, as it went on. <laughs> you know. Great. But yeah, but it, they don't, now I'm blushing. But yeah, they, <laughs> you know, they could be chanting if they want to be chanting. It's all consensual. In the fantasy, you Emma, know. You, I can so. do body language. Wait, so they could chant right whatever they wanted yeah. to chant? Mm -hmm. So if they were like, go Dodgers, go oh. Dodgers. <laughs> we like oh, the I'd Dodgers. I'd come so quick. I'd come so quick. <laughs> Mariah. I mean, like, what do you want them chanting? They have to be chanting something to you. They something be, about they you being be the like, king. They yeah, they'd be like, fuck me, big daddy. King. I feel like yeah. you could make this happen. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we could no, get a budget together. So I'm having problems. So since I'm single, now I need to figure out ways well, cause so so Rachel's been married now for six years. How long? Uh, you can say whatever, and we'll edit it. No, I've been married for uh, four and a half. We've been together about eleven years. Oh wow! wow. That's hey, clap it up for that. I mean, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I know his balls very well. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> that's a good wife. That's a great I wife. mean, it's here's the thing: is I think I fucking hate it when people are in a long-term relationship and they think that they know something other people don't. Mm. Sure, you you have to be good at communication, but I also lucked out. I just found a person that I really gel with. And he's so nice. He's the fucking best. You've been direct. Oh, no, no, he hasn't. Were you in an episode he directed? Did I he ever direct? I think I was. He was so no, no, not directed. Nope. But he directed. wrote it. Yep. Because my husband was a director on Crazy X and and wrote episodes you were in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's the fucking best. I don't. I'm not smug enough to be like, well, it's generally just about communication. No, I found a great dude who puts up with my shit. Right. Because I'm messy. I'm messy. I play with his balls all the time. <laughs> I, I have long hours. I, I write in the tub. Huh. I'm weird. I'm a weird person. Yeah, but I love you writing in the tub. I hope not on a laptop. I hope you're writing. No, I write on a tub, in the tub on a laptop. Wow. If the It's only if it's plugged in that it can electrocute you, so oh. I've been told. Oh. You're more surprised by that than any of this weird sex stuff I've said. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, I, we've been doing this for so long. Yeah, you're I immune guess. to it. Yeah, I can't. Nothing's gonna. But uh, that's a so that's like a long. But so you didn't. You were not a part of like the online dating stuff. Because no. now that I'm gonna be dating again, I gotta figure out some lines to say to the women to get them to come around. Come I hit What it. do you like? Like, what would make you come around? By the way, don't get it twisted. Emma always does great. She's always. Oh, it, I know. There's yeah, like a new gorgeous really... girl like every. I'll say hey, and then wow, <laughs> wow. But then they don't respond to that. 
And then I, I like I'll put a smile if I there's like a hot guy on Instagram usually in Brazil come to Brazil um I'll just send like a smiley face and then it starts there and then there's like a flirtation and then I'm like oh never you mind. respond to come to Brazil no well there, you might know? be the only person the, who responds to come yeah. to Brazil no but everyone in Brazil is always commenting on Instagram come to, to Brazil. Brazil am I wrong no 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 yes. Yeah, see, but yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. other part it's of the always. equation. It's you actually going. That's the different thing. I would love to go, but I have to like go get a visa, right. and Fly. It's a thing. You could just go on a tear in Brazil and call and call it uh, like a make a documentary called Coming, I, I, Coming I, in Brazil. Yeah. Ooh. I, came, I came to Brazil. Thank you. Uh, I should go to Brazil. Yeah, why not? I cool. could learn Portuguese. We'll I'll do it. We'll do a documentary. Mateo comes in Brazil. Yeah, just a whole new I have career. A few for you. options. So you got? Are you on Raya? I am. Oh. I am too. Oh, yeah, Raya's like the fancy. It's if you're in the business, you know who I used for my um, my references for it. What? So <laughs> you have to use two references for people in the business. I'm like, who are two people that I know that they're not gonna call? So Louis C.K. <laughs> All right, explain, <laughs> Emma. <laughs> this is before the. And Louis Anderson. This was actually right after he got in trouble. Sorry, Louis C.K. still a reference on Uriah? He's not even on Raya. So he's not on Raya, but they just, they ask you, they say two references, you have to give two like famous people, and they ask for their phone numbers. Oh, to get on Raya. To get on Raya. Oh, not That's like, not in your not, profile. Like, no, 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 no. Louis C.K. No, 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 no. <laughs> Emma Wilman, yeah, yeah. 32 years old, New York City, yeah. brought to you by Louis C.K. <laughs> you want to talk about healthy relationships? Yeah, Louis C.K. presents fucking me and they're like oh god although this was so unhealthy I had an idea where I was like okay maybe if he's like jonesing to try out new material he could send me the jokes and I'll try out jokes for him but I vetoed that idea in my head can you imagine him getting that call I text hey Louis it's Emma Uh, (laughs) I know it's been a while Um, can I use that Parkland shooting joke if you're not I mean that's the (laughs) material he's doing I know but so I put down his cell phone number because I was like, Ryan's not going to fucking call him, you know, like, but I'll put it down. And then I did Louis Anderson's and then that's how I got on. That's how I got on. Ryan. Louis C.K. Louis Des Anderson. Bishop. Not nearly as exciting. Oh, I should have just used Des. Yeah. Son I don't like bitch. it. I, no one will see. First of all, they're like from Mexico City. I'm like, what am I going to do with that? Like, I got Instagram for that. So X. And then yeah, it's Mateo like, meets people from Instagram. Yeah, uh-huh. so that's how I date. I, I, just, a, I look I, like a complete whore on my Instagram. You look great. Well, no, I you put up my great. paintings I, I and then my, you my look butt. Great. Yeah. You look great. Thanks. If I had that body, I would do that all the time. Thanks. Me too. I'm in horrible shape right now. You look fabulous. Uh, I have a large jacket over <laughs> myself. <laughs> <laughs> I gained a lot of weight in Italy drinking. Where'd you go in Italy? Oh, now si, grazie. Prego, prego, tortellini. I didn't have any tortellini. Um, Rome... And uh, Firenze, Firenze, and uh, this place called Cortona in Tuscany. Oh. Wow, that's I'm going back. I ever, everyone here knows I'm obsessed with Italy, but um, I'm going back to see family and friends in July, and I can't oh, wait. Where? It, well, I'm going to Rome to hang out, and then I'm going to a villa with Aziz in Tuscany. Nice. I wish Humble I was brag. making that up. Wait, with Aziz Ansari? Yeah. Yeah, Matteo opens for him on the road, so they're going to a villa, not just the two of them. Not that there'd be anything There's going to be that. a bunch of people. Yeah. Oh. Everyone seems really upset all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was exciting. Yeah, I think it'll be good. Actually, I went to, when I was in Italy, Patty Lapone was having her, her birthday party in the, on the opposite edge of Italy, and we were going to reroute <laughs> our trip to just join her, and then we were like, this is, this is going to cost us literally thousands right. of dollars. But we were about to drop everything to spend a birthday time with Patty LaPone. That'd be fabulous. And if someone talks area. out of turn and Patty LaPone's birthday party, she throws a cell phone at him. Like. And you know, I have to say, like, because people, t- sh- there's that video, stop taking pictures, but I, I just, for she's the record, great. Patty's chill as fuck. Mm. Like, she's so chill. She loves being around other strong women. She's she's an easy hang. Like, I also defend her. As, as performers, we all know this. There's nothing more annoying than waiting all fucking day to do a show, and you get there, and then someone, the, a certain type of narcissist who thinks that it's okay to just do this in front of, it's like, the, the, this is f- an hour of your time that you can't get away from this. So the fact that she yelled at someone, great. Good for her. I'd go, yeah. I'd go watch a show called Patty Yells at You. <laughs> oh, you, they should have that. Yeah, and people just line up, and they're holding their phones, and then she just like, you suck! And then you. Oh, that'd be so therapeutic. Was there any like mental health stuff that your parents or anybody found out about through watching you and something else that you hadn't gotten the chance to like tell them about yet? My parents had no idea that I struggled with like depression and OCD as as a kid, and I think that 
I just had a conversation with my mom about it. We have some very like, um, it's complicated because when I talk about it, it seems like an indictment of my parents not getting me into therapy, and that's huh. like a complex situation. That's um, interesting. I actually wouldn't have even thought about that. With yeah, you, but, but like you know, I could see Jewish how they mother would does. Then, yeah, right. yeah, um, yeah. So all that stuff is kind of news to them, and also just in their generation, you don't talk about that stuff as much. I mean, if you think about, for example, like personality disorders, like something like borderline, I think that was only coined and put into the DSM in something like the late 80s, early 90s. That's yeah. So just the idea of going to therapy, being aware of yourself was taboo for totally. my Totally, and it not being stigmatized, like something's wrong with you, you're some kind of freak, yes. like all that stuff. Where it's like you can go and actually be... Because when I started seeing a therap going to therapy now, I'm not going like in dire straits. But there's been times where I've gone to therapy where I'm like, I'm fucked up, I need this, I'm losing it. And then you don't have a good picker for picking out a therapist. So you want to go, it's better, it's more helpful to go in because you can assess who you'll be able to process things better with. And life is hard. And everyone, uh. I think everyone should ha be in therapy at some point. I've been in, um, uh, work got busy, but like I pretty much have kept the same constant psychiatrist for, I guess it's like six, six and a half years now. And it's nice. great because often it's when you're not going through a crisis moment that you're just kind of living your life, that things bubble up. And that's when you can get really deep, you know, totally. that kind of microderm of a facial mm -hmm. like into Amen. your own emotions. Totally. hundred percent. I got to go back mm. to therapy. I haven't been back in a year. Do you have OCD, Mateo? No. Oh. Do I seem like I do? I don't know. You said that like... I was just curious. No. I mean, it's interesting people say like, oh, I have OCD. I like things to be clean. Right. <laughs> you know, or they go, oh, um, uh, oh my God, like I'm so OCD. I just want to straighten this right now. Okay, it's done. It's like, that's not fucking OCD. It's not OCD. OCD, do you have like um, thoughts that intrude? Uh, what do they call it? Um, uh, it's, it's looping thoughts and it's also, it's intrusive thoughts. Do you have intrusive thoughts mm. that literally if you don't indulge them right away you feel sick to your stomach and it's all you can think about and it feels like there's a, a dark evil demon on your neck because mm -hmm. that's what OCD is. So I, I, I always get, it. it's <laughs> thankfully rarer, I think, than the people who say, oh, I'm so OCD, I don't like stains on my shirt, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, how's the demon feel about stains? You know yeah, what I'm exactly. about that? <laughs> talk to me when the fucking demon's talking to you. <laughs> so that kind of seems like OCD could also be like, is it like linked to being impulsive? Because I would think people with OCD wouldn't be impulsive. No, it's it's really specific um, to. I mean, it it's on the spectrum of, of anxiety disorders. Mm. I think it's not impulsive as much as you fixate on one thing. Um, so when it manifested when I was in middle school, it was like um, I would have guilty thoughts, and the way of scratching that itch was to tell my mom the guilty thought or like the thing that I did that made me feel guilty, and she didn't really know what was happening. And so it feels like an itch that you need to scratch. Mm. And so you kind of purge yourself and you, you, you know, you're like, oh my God, I'm starting to masturbate. I feel guilty about that. I need to tell someone, okay, I told someone about that. Oh no, I'm thinking of another guilty thing. But like, it, it sounds silly, but it consumes you. You get, you, it's I, all you can think about. But th and so totally. the picture about that, like, oh, is my house prepared for an earthquake? Okay, so we're all worried about the big one. But then it's like, oh my God, I need to check if the earthquake kit is there. Okay, I'm going to go check the earthquake kit. Okay. And oh, it's like oh, you have to Maybe do it. I moved the earthquake kit when I checked it that last time. Oh God, uh, I'm having a weird stomach ache. Everything's going to go wrong. It's, it really is a compulsion. It's, it's not like a voluntary thing. It feels if you don't make the situation better, you, you, you literally can't function. I, I honestly don't wish... Um, intrusive or looping thoughts on my worst enemy. I, it's the worst whenever it comes up. And it, I have flare-ups now and then. Um, it was the worst when I was in middle school, but, but the flare-ups that I've had, every time it rears its head again, it's different from anxiety. It's different from depression. It's a whole other thing. I, it's, it's torture. Is it linked to stress? I think it depends on the person. I think it um, also probably causes stress, too. I mean, it's like a sure. back and forth, you know? Yeah, I think it's a lot of... My psychiatrist described it as almost a lightning storm in your brain that you mm -hmm. have these electric electric things that are happening and 
I, I don't know. This is where we, again, I think I'm a doctor, but I'm not. I used to have, when I was in middle school, I in high school, I wonder if anyone else who's gay or queer here went through this, but it was like, I remember being so self-aware of my sexuality, like, because I think kids are fine up until, like, the fourth grade, you know what I mean? Gender really doesn't <laughs> fall into play. But then when kids start, like, boys are boys, girls are girls, and we're all, like, and I just couldn't belong into that because I knew I was different. I started, and I started getting made fun of relentlessly. I had a like a checklist in my head that was all the time. So no matter what, like everywhere, like how you bet, like literally all the time, you better walk a certain way, you better talk a certain way, you better stand a certain way, you better dress a certain way, you better have like it's like I would buy music so that people would think that I listened to that music. I mean, it didn't, I mean, I still was like I was working at Michael's, but you know, it's like I. <laughs> I, you know, but still, like, you had this, like, constant loop in your head, and when I came out of the closet, it took so many years to quiet those voices. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, you look like a faggot. And it's like, because I am. Like, it's fine, you know? Like, you have to, like, break down this Frankenstein monster you sort of built for yourself and accept yourself. So, not saying that it's, like, the same way of these, like, sort of purging these thoughts, but I do remember being haunted by these, these constant cycle of thoughts where it's like, oh my God, like everyone's aware of how gay you look, quickly change. Did anyone else go through this or is it just I me? get it with addiction stuff, yeah. sure. Like if I'm not like looped in and processing all my shit, like cause the first thing I was addicted to was sugar. And then when I was a kid and I'd be like, just I'd be obsessed with sugar and then like I'd, once I had the sugar, I'd feel relief and then there'd be like guilt and shame about it. And then that, and sugar was the trickiest. I wonder if a lot of people, people OCD probably I might go hand in hand with addiction then too. Cause it's like you're looking for some relief, mm. so then if you can't relieve it through doing the thing, then you're like, let me consume this thing. And then with drinking, like for sure. And then now are I'm you not in recovery? Trying for, for <laughs> drinking? Yeah, I don't drink. Oh wow. Yeah, Sorry, I'm, I'm laughing. The way but you I mean, said like, I go trying. back and forth. Really? Yeah. Are you in AA? I'll go to the meetings. Yeah. But like, when you go back and forth, is it? Well, like the last time I went out, the last time I did the drinking was like six months ago. My fucking identity got hacked. And I was supposed to move in with our therapist and my identity got hacked and I was really stressed out. And then the tipping point was I hadn't written any new jokes. So I was in the bathroom at New York Comedy Club and I got art therapist a glass of wine and I said, give me two. And they gave me two and then I went to the bathroom and I went and I drank it real quick and then I went and did a bunch of new goddamn jokes. There you go. That's they weren't any good though. That was a problem. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> actually, actually, one of them was pretty good. But... Then I was like, okay, and then I start, but I've been going to the meeting so long now that like I'm in that groove, so I just ended up just going back into it. One you time know. she went into a lesbian's uh, uh, anonymous overeaters meeting. Yeah, I was trying to go to A, but I went to OA. Did you learn anything? Well, it was tricky because like as a kid, I overate sugar, but the thing is there's so much stigma around overeating that when I was in elementary school and I had all the problems with overeating, before I went to high school, this someone was like, you know, you, I, or no, it was, it was before college. There's so much stigma around overeating. I went away to a rehab center, but I pretended I had a problem with drinking because I didn't want to admit that I had a problem with overeating. So I would be in the AA meetings talking about booze, but really I was using that as a placeholder for sugar. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like all my feelings around quote unquote booze were really how I felt about cookies. Out. Instead of being like, this isn't for me. Oh, no, that was a different. So then years later, <laughs> I go into a, what I thought was an AA meeting. I go in, it's all women. And I showed up late. It's all lesbians. It's all lesbians. I, but I didn't, couldn't tell that. And I sat down, and the first woman was talking about she didn't binge eat on a cruise. The other woman didn't binge eat after a breakup. The other woman didn't binge eat after something. So I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in, like, the wrong meeting. So I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't have a problem with overeating anymore, actually. But, like, I'm just looking for the AA meeting. And the woman goes, uh, AA is down the hall. This is Lesbian Overeaters Anonymous. So I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> I ate too many cookies from time to time. What's up, ladies? How you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like throwing Skittles at the cute one. I'm like, you yeah, know, all right, all right, all right, good. <laughs> but it was interesting because I've never gone to an OA meeting, but the compulsion for sugar was just, sugar's a fucking, but now I don't have that. Kind of went away with the sugar. God, I love sugar. I oh, fucking I love, love sugar. sugar. Do I need to go to that meeting? A week, if you want to go, it was in somewhere in it was in Wareham, Massachusetts. Eh, it's not my space. Yeah, it's yeah. too far away. <laughs> no, it's not my space. I'm not going to. Have you gone to support groups before? Uh, no, I, uh, I've done online like message group, yep. like message boards with as far as some of the mental health stuff. But no, I've never been to a, a group therapy session. Therapists fucking love Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I know. They, I got, like, they were so, like, pro Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which was awesome. It's good. It's very good. Yeah, I mean, because I, I, there's definitely stuff that comes up in the show that comes from me being in therapy for many years, and I have a really great therapist who 
is like, look, all these labels, all of these medicines, it, it's, it's just what's going to make you happy, what's going to make you feel better. They're all right. just tools to make you feel better. And so that kind of all, I, I don't know if holistic's the right word, but that just look at, uh, look, it's just, we're talking about happiness. Are you happy or are you not happy? What's going yep. to help with that? What's going to make you feel better? I, I think that's, that really grounds me. Totally. And something that you get to find yourself and not something that's being smushed in your head is like, if you buy this, then you'll be happy. Right. Um, so we have like a few minutes left and I want to do two things before we go. And the barber story. Yeah, that's what I want. I want to do oh, barber story yeah. and yeah, I want to yeah. bring up a, another guest um, as, as a quick... Uh, Patty. Because uh, oh. Patty's been on the show so many times. All right, so um, I want to hear your Barbara Corcoran story. Okay, uh, really quickly, I'll make it quick. I met Barbara Corcoran at the GLAAD Awards. Oh and Barbara, God. if you don't know, Barbara's from Shark Tank and she's the one that talks <laughs> like this. She just wanted to tell you, I'm out. First of all, I don't like your product and I don't like you. <laughs> what is that, a both mayonnaise? I'm in. I mean, she's, you know, and I love her. I'm upset. I've, I've never actually watched you do it. Oh, yeah, he I had does my the 70th face. birthday party in a casket. <laughs> <laughs> does anyone follow her on Instagram? Does that, uh, do I look insane right now? No, you Barbara look, Corcoran you, you're, from Shark Your Tank? face suddenly became Barbara. Thanks so much. I want to tell you something. I want to tell you a story about a young girl. I'm out. <laughs> Do you watch the show? Yeah. Okay. No, and that's yeah. why I love his impression. Uh, and I thought of you when, so she was um, <laughs> cutting in front of me at the red carpet, the glad Oh my God. Which uh, she should. Uh, I, I, have, I have no pride in being like, I yes, sell Barbara. real estate singer. Get the hell out of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. She had no idea who I was. Yeah. I said, hi, I'm, I'm Rachel. I'm, I have this show that's nominated tonight. She went, oh, good for you. No idea. I don't care. <laughs> I shook her hand and then she went, can I give you a tip on your handshake? Oh my God. And I went, absolutely. She goes, so I was shaking. So here, shake man. So I was shaking. You want me to do it how I normally shake your hand? No, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, yeah. shake you. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna shake your hand the way I did it, and then I'll tell you. Okay. So I was shaking like this. So she's ah. like, when you shake, you're gripping the knuckles. Mm. You want to grip gotta the go whole the, oh, hand. Oh yeah, that feels better. And yeah. then she coached me in my handshake. She Show went, me, that's yeah. better. Show you me can't how grip she, the knuckles. So I was, knuckles. so I was going like this. Yeah. Which I've always. That's how you shake a hand. No, no, no. So what she said is, you want to do this. <gasps> yes, Mateo. Yes. Oh, you can't grip the knuckles, right? You feel it. You feel a difference. Oh, you feel a huge difference. Have you gripped the knuckles? You want to grip the whole hand. Yes. You just want to make sure that you're going almost what it's like thumb uh, to uh, thumb uh, to thumb uh, 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 uh. yeah and it it was great yeah thank you barbara so she just and i think she just does this she but gives how, women tips on handshakes but how insane that she's like you're like hi i'm nominated for a tv show row. i want to tell you something that you've done wrong already yeah. right <laughs> i've already cut you off in line i don't know who the shit you are i'll never remember you again but your handshake sucks i'm out <laughs> you know, like, like, barbara <laughs> Oh, my God. All right, so, I'm completely fine with it, though. It was great. Um, we have five minutes left. Uh, the most frequent guest we've had on the show is our friend Patty. Of course. And this is a rare moment that we actually have her here. She's been working all day. So I'd like to bring her up just to say oh. hi to everybody. Get on here. If you don't remember Patty from Drag Race, Patty Cash. Patty, have a seat. Get up here, mic. Patty. Hi, Patty. How hey, are Patty, you? Hi, Patty, how you doing? This is Rachel. Rachel, this is Patty. Hi, nice to meet Wait, you. I want to make oh, sure okay. I do it right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're doing that wrong. Is that good? Do you have to make eye contact? Yeah, yeah, the eye contact. Barbara said it was Hello? very important. Hello? The eye contact. Oh, you very better important. fucking make eye contact. Otherwise, you're out. <laughs> Um, hi, Patty. How are you? Hi, I'm good. I'm frazzled. It's like, you know, the first day, and it's pa lovely to see everyone. Pa Patty's Monet Exchanges. Oh, no, I know. I'm aware. I'm oh. a big fan of Monet Exchange. <laughs> I'm well, come by. Come say hey. Oh, my God. Is she still here? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> I meant, like, tomorrow. Will she, you be here tomorrow? I, are you, Rachel, are you coming tomorrow? I, I think I might now, because I went on the floor, and it's it really kicks Comic-Con. It's so fun. It's so much better. Um... I might come by tomorrow. I'm a really big fan of Monet yeah, Exchange. Come. Okay, great. Yeah, I'll hook you up. Done and done. Okay, great. I, have I skipped the lines. To, I was such a piece of shit, but I because we only had so much time to like be here, so I all I did was skip the line to say hi to Monet, Naomi, and Brooklyn, and then I we were taken away. Whisked away. It's fun to skip the line. I feel really bad, but also I'm like, what? I hang out with these people all the time. I'm not waiting. Um, I know I've met Michelle a couple times, and like we have each other's number, and I think so. She was doing a meet and greet, and I was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna like go and wave, cause we like text, right?" Yeah. But I think she didn't recognize me with my bangs, cause I was like, "Hi," and she went, "Oh, hi, bless you." <laughs> like, and I was like, "Oh, you have no idea who I you just think I'm a fan trying to skip no, the bitch. line." She was like, "Hi, have a good day, okay?" And no, I was bitch. like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> We text each other. When someone says bless you, they're saying she didn't get out it. here. I don't know if she actually said bless you, but it was like a bless. Right, Kat? It was like a bless you face. You felt it. She went, hi, right. okay, nah, nah, hi. Bitch. Nope, nope. And I was like, oh, she has no idea who I am. Nope. Okay. 
I it's didn't, I, you got bangs. I knew something was different, looks great. I'm gonna tell myself it's because I got bangs. It's and not because bangs. I'm I'm way less consequential in oh my life God. than I think I am. I'm singing and dancing and writing my own stuff. That's what I'd say to her. And then I'd be like, fucking, bless you. That's what I would do. <laughs> singing and dancing? I think singing, like doing the singing and the dancing to me is like crazy. Actually, I know, it know what it is, mind. Rachel. It blows my mind. We never got you doing that in a music number. And that's okay. No, that's not. Well, we tried one time, kinda. Yeah, and then yeah, we, we lost tried. The, I'm sorry. We, I'm sorry. We lost money. We ran out of money. <laughs> we couldn't pay enough people to like dance in this number. We, we were oh, a very, very poor show. They, they had to pay me to stop trying to dance. So what happened? That's it. Yeah. Right. Emma sorry. said she couldn't get the dance, so they just handed her a balloon. Yeah. They're like, here you go. I was gonna say, Barbara was gonna say, you didn't wave right. You have to wave like this. <laughs> Dancing's hard. But that's why I think, to... and I used to go to the office and when I went to Waldorf Elementary School, these hippie schools, we'd have to sing at the end of like classes. And I wouldn't sing and I had to go to the office because I wouldn't do it. Oh my God, that same thing happened to my husband. Really? Yeah, he wouldn't sing and you'd get in trouble. Uh, Every I, day. What is that? I don't know. I said, mm-mm. Wait, but what did you have to sing? Uh, will the road Can you do rise to meet you? Nope. <laughs> I hate Why? singing. The Come one on, time I Emma, sang, I got please. drunk and sang 311. And I didn't want to, you know? It was fucking, I'll, I'd rather like do like. Can you do just like, you know, eight bars? Oh no, Mateo and I tried to sing the other day. It was a mess. You I know, tried it teaching her how just... to like find pitch. And uh -huh. it, took a, it took a long time. Yeah. Did you find it? She found it eventually. All, all I said was like. I found ah. something. But oh that's, my, excuse me. Oh, he's a singer, trained <laughs> opera. Oh right, I knew this. Oh my Whistle god. Tongue. Are you doing? Do you ever do? do you ever, this is gonna sound so. Do you ever do Broadway? Like, if you ever like? <laughs> can I? Can I do my Broadway singer impression? Right. Yeah, please. Because for some reason, all singers on Broadway sound like this now. When I <laughs> go, I go. <laughs> I, oh. Just sing normal. I don't know why everyone <laughs> sings in like you know. Um, Patty was on. Patty played the dog and Annie. Yes, he I did. did. Yeah. Yes, he did. In that the was my very first role ever in a community theater production in Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> no one usually plays I Sandy. The dog. Well, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> but the best part about it was, I think that like you know, it was maybe foreshadowing because I was probably the only dog with the fiercest beat you've ever mm -hmm. seen. I, I have. I have a photo somewhere. I'll find a way to like post it online for you guys. But like, I mean, red lipstick, yes. eyeshadow, so beautiful the red hair too. Thank you. Beautiful mm. red. You can't see it at home, viewers, but, oh, but beautiful everyone, red hair. Yeah, everyone. Ever if you don't follow Pat on Instagram, you're missing out. Wait, um, so Mateo, did you ever do musical theater professionally? Do you ever do off Broadway opera? Or anything? No, I would love to, but I never had the chance. I um, was drawn. I was. I'm an artist, and so I was drawing, and I went to art school and drew TV commercials for a living. And then um, I would. The only time I sang was when I was in these gay strip clubs in Chicago. They needed hmm. singers between the strippers and drag queens, so I would go up and sing like Mariah, and they'd throw peanuts at me. But um, yeah, but I have, I have a yeah. But I have. I started singing again. I have this show where I recreate Streisand's Bonsoir show from 1960, and I sing her music, but would like do I do my own jokes in between. Oh my god! That's but I'm awesome. dying for anyone to put me in anything. So please, this is me desperately telling you, I want to <laughs> sing. Great. I have a question. What can we do to how does how no, does we gotta, getting... we have two minutes because they're they're already turning off lights. They're I know. Off. I saw that. <laughs> how does how does getting an Emmy work? How do, what can we do? How can we get Crazy X to get an Emmy? Uh, have millions of dollars. Son of a bitch. I mean, I mean, they're they're really quickly. There are categories that are peer reviewed, so you don't need money to campaign. Like Cat won for choreography three years ago. That's incredible. That's, a... that's awesome. And that's theoretically, great. that's a peer category. People who are in dancers. Uh, Anytime we've been nominated for songwriting, those are just voted by songwriting, and they theoretically have to, anyone voting has to sit in a theater and watch every entry. But when wow. it comes to the main things, writing, acting, best show, that's when you start to see these, you know, these Netflix, Amazon pop-up museums, that is campaigning. Right, We just totally. can't, we can't compete. All right, maybe I'll wear like well, a... Well, we'll compete somehow. We'll Instagram it. Well, uh, <laughs> any, any bit helps. But you know what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got no follow-up. It sucks. <laughs> you, but you know what? <laughs> no, but you know but what? You know what? <laughs> Here's the thing. There's so much more than like a stupid fucking award show. Like I, totally. I'm so proud of you for your Emmy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My life's but like the the people that come up to us at live shows, and we just sold out Radio City Music Hall. Right. For Incredible. Two in a row. Incredible. Like right. that was so totally incredibly special and life changing and. 
that's why award shows fuck with your head. They, Absolutely. They, they try to quantify art in a way that it kind of shouldn't be. I one time judged. Emma, a f- Emma we have to go. Okay. We have to go. Well, we you have, have to hear about it, it next time. I, I judged something once, and We're I realized what bullshit judging is. Yeah. Yeah. Hoboken's funniest comedy competition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I judged it to the guy with the best manners backstage. And then everyone said, did you watch his comedy? And I said, no, I didn't. And they said, well, you've made an awful mistake. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. I liked him the best. Back, I didn't watch anybody's comedy, and I just, he was really polite, so... They were like, he was like well, violently homophobic. They, and I was like, well. <coughs> <laughs> well, we, okay, on, on that note. Um, but you guys, Rachel Bloom, everybody. Give it up Make for sure Rachel Bloom, her. everybody. Thank you so much. And uh, Rachel, where can people, where can people find you? Uh, if you look at me up, if you look at me up on Twitter, uh, Rachel Does Stuff, Instagram, Rachel Does Stuff. Uh, website, RachelDustuff.com. Uh, and I don't know, I'm like probably around, like on a street corner. She's somewhere, around. like begging, just t- with my tap shoes, because I'm unemployed now. <laughs> yeah, perfect. So I'm you can see me busking. Uh, Patty, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at, at @legalminer. Mm. His last name's Minor. My it's last a whole name thing. Is, yeah. yeah, my last name And is he's 5'4". Okay. Um, well, uh, Emma, love you. Rachel, yes, thank love you. Guys you. So much. Thank uh, you so Patty, much. Thank you. you. Thank you so much, you guys, for coming to the show. 